Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome to another mini-sode Gaining Momentum community. We've got a doozy for you because we are both having a heck of a week thus far. Happy <laughs> Boy, are we having a heck of a week? Well, you know, self-isolation seems to come for everybody. It comes for some people multiple times. And because you and I seem to live parallel lives, we are both self-isolating with our families right now. Yeah, at least we're in this thing together. Yeah, together <laughs> apart. <laughs> and um, with you being due to like a move. So just to let everybody know, I am currently recording. Oh, go ahead. It was it was because of the internet. I am currently recording our conversation using um, the hotspot from my phone tethered to my computer. So if the sound is off, please bear with us. We will be hopefully back to normal next week. But yeah, I moved provinces and Meg, how come you're self-isolating? My two out of four of my children's daycare providers in his room have COVID. And so now we are all um, on self-isolation. It was uh, also kind of interesting because I was trying to figure out if we all needed to called uh, our health authority. Mm-hmm. And they literally said to me, I was like, well, can the child who's been exposed be contained to a single room of your home for the quarantine <laughs> period? Uh by themselves and I was like I'm pretty confident that that would be illegal he's yeah. four yeah. no that's not yeah. an option <laughs> you're like I wish though I was like I could you clearly haven't met my child because I feel like that would literally last three seconds and we would be like in some kind of Jurassic Park scenario <laughs> So yes, we're here trying to get this mini out with our limited internet situation and our self-isolation situation and like very little sanity left in check if we're being honest. And I feel like your internet right now is like reflecting the sanity in the way that the sound is coming out. <laughs> I can't tell what you can hear and what you can't. <laughs> I know. It'll be interesting to see what we actually capture. Anyway, this will be one for the books. We'll maybe keep it pretty short tonight because of all of our barriers that we're experiencing right now. But this is how committed we are to you, community. We're doing it anyway. We're in like worst case scenarios here and Abby barely has internet, but here we are coming to you live on the mic. So why don't we just jump into it? I want to talk yes. a little bit about the episode feedback. Yes. First of all, thank you to Ainsley and Astri for having that amazing conversation with us. We are grateful and still reflecting a lot on the things we talked about. Absolutely. And our community was as well, I think. So, you know, we, I, we had asked the question about invasive questions just to sort of open it up in a general way, because we know that even, you know, like clearly there's like extra layers to consider when we're talking about folks who are coming from like maybe a marginalized experience, but, but, you know, like that's pretty universal, right? That sort of invasive questioning about how people, you know, have had built their families or, you know, like how they got pregnant. So we kind of put that question out there and, you know, like quite a few people have dealt with those invasive questions, but I was really proud to see that most people are actually pretty comfortable redirecting them. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, like I, I struggle with those boundaries. It's like, like a weird, like needing to be likable thing, which we'll talk about in another episode, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, so I was really happy to see that. The other piece was um, I was really impressed by how honest people were about what's what they feel like isn't 
present or is lacking within their own circles. What do you mean by that? So people were really honest when we asked about, do you, do you feel like you have like, you know, strong diversity in your uh, families in your orbit? Mm-hmm. And there was pretty, it was a pretty split bag. Like some people do and some people don't. And I was actually surprised to see that level of like honest reflection. Like folks are really thinking about it. Do I have families who have, you know, like different kinds of makeups or different um, parental structures or like queer families or, you know, we can think about that in lots of different ways in terms of how families are made up. Um, So that was cool to see people just even acknowledging that like maybe there's some work to do there or just that they would like to see more diversity in their own circles. Um, And that's a complex thing because you know, it's got to be organic. You can't, it's not okay to like go out friend hunting for like yeah. kinds of families. Yeah. But, we don't want like um, collectors, you know, just because you need totally. to finish off a set or something. Yeah. No, for, <laughs> sure. for sure. But I think that there is something to be said for just getting mindful about where do I spend my time? Who do mm-hmm. I spend my time with? And how do I, you know, insert myself in certain place spaces and places and whatever in order to like broaden who maybe is in my circle in a more organic way. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, and then and, lots of, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and people were talking to, generally everyone's talking to, to within, with their kids and within their families about diverse families. So even if people don't necessarily have the representation in their lives that they are seeking to the thoughts and the start and the seeds are being planted so that they can spring forth. I don't know why I was going to do like a blossoming metaphor. I think it's just that seasonal allergies are really just straight <laughs> up it up in here, as we know. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice to see like that people. Yeah, you're right. Like, even if it's not there, it's like, obviously, people are thinking about it. And books, 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 books seem to be mm-hmm. like the medium for doing that learning um, or showing like that diversity or talking about or normalizing all different kinds of stuff within people's families. So that was really cool to see. And we offered up a bunch of books if those aren't in your library um, through our resources this week as well. Um, Some old favorites that we've talked about before uh, and then some new options as well. Yes. Talk about family. I the whole time I've just been thinking about the Fast and Furious movies because you know how much they talk about like La Familia and everything's all about family in those movies. (laughs) <laughs> so funny. I couldn't in a million years have just guessed that that was going to be your point of reference. For... <laughs> oh, it's always my point of reference. When you live your life a quarter mile at a time. All the roads, they lead back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Oh yeah. Poor one out. Poor one out. Um, I don't, yeah, God, I really tangented there. What I was going to say is talking about family and talking to our kids about family is that right around the time when we had our conversation with Astrid and Ainsley, my son actually brought up an interesting question. So mm-hmm. I had told him that one of his friends had become a big sister and that she now had a little brother. So my son's response was, can a brother be a girl? Nice. And I thought that was such an awesome question. And I was like, I think it was maybe just after we talked to Astrid and Ainsley and, you know, just the way things always seem to dovetail with the topics. It's like my kids... Mm-hmm listening to the pod and deciding like, oh, these are the ones I have questions about. (laughs) But yeah, it was a good opportunity just to talk about diversity of family. And so it was just came from such a pure, open, honest place of curiosity. And Mm -hmm. so we just had a conversation about gender and fluidity. Nailed it. And we basically landed on that people aren't always the right gender that they're born into. And so my example was I was born into a girl body and I'm still a girl. So my brothers have a sister, but if mm-hmm. I'd been born into a girl body and that hadn't been right for me, then maybe I would be a boy now. So my brothers wouldn't have a sister anymore. They'd have another brother. And that was just how That's we talked about it. 
That's great. It also makes me think about like, we, like, I guess sibling would be the term, but like how everything is still so binary too. Mm-hmm. In, like, normal it's like, where's that word or that way of, um, which was really great to hear Astrid Ainsley talk about um, the term Ada or Ada mm-hmm. um, that they are using um, as Ainsley identifies as they, them, non-binary. Um, yes. So it just makes me think about even like brother, sister, like where's yeah. like without being like sibling, which mm-hmm. feels very like, you know, like, I don't know what the word is, like formal and like non, not like endearing in the way that brother, sister is. So I'm interested, like if people know of a third term, yeah. even to think about like, siblings that are non-binary or like if there's different language I'm sure that you know I'm coming to find that lots of languages globally have much more fluidity in their like gendering pronouns yeah or they're not bound by pronouns at all yeah yeah and 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 many have like a third pronoun that's like you know of course we have they them and we're starting to normalize that more but that are just like non-questionable never questioned kind of third pronoun that's always represented like something else Mm -hmm. um, or something that's neither or both or whatever um so that's that's really interesting man your kid is such a little genius and he's always just like (laughs) caught on the point and now he's like his profound question has me thinking in lots of different right because yeah I was trying to think about it too because when he asked me it I was like that is such a good question and I wanted to just like take a second to think about it and answer it thoughtfully and like try to put it in a way that he would understand Um, because he also is familiar with the they them pronoun as well Mm -hmm. because we just when we tell stories and stuff we just switch up the pronouns that we use for different characters but yeah so it's just it's just interesting I don't know kids they know where it's at love it they totally know what's up. They keep us thinking. They keep us on our toes and they make us better. And that's why we're here. And now we're not going to be here because guys, this is on my data. So I got to go. Bye. We acknowledge that gaining momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Gaining momentum. Hosted by Megan and Abby. With artwork by Catroom Catcher. Music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.